This morning, we continue our series of the One Another Church. And the title of our message this morning is Regard One Another. I want to pay careful attention to two passages that carry forth this idea. Now, of course, we've already read one, Philippians 2 and verse 3. But I want you to go with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 12. And I want us to look at verse 10. That's Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. And it reads as follows. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Let's go back and look at Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Question, what is the most difficult aspect of Christianity for anyone? It might be just obeying the gospel, faith, repentance, confession, baptism, living faithfully. For others, it might be just a faithful attendance to the worship assembly. And we understand in the times that we're living in right now how hard that is to be able to come together. But we're so glad that we are able to get together as we are. But it could be to others just breaking a bad habit. A bad habit that you know that Christ, God, would not approve but the most difficult aspect of Christianity, I, so, I suppose for many of us, may very well be letting others have the priority. Yes, that's right. Letting others have the priority. That gets back to those relationship issues again. Did you know that Christianity will never be as meaningful to us or as evident to uh, others until we learn that the word joy means Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. Joy. That's right. Now, if you want real joy in your life, you've got to learn to put others ahead of yourself. Our Lord had demonstrated this very well better than anybody there in that passage in Philippians 2 and verse 3, right after Paul said, let each esteem other better than themselves, or each esteem others better than themselves. We then get this beautiful passage about Jesus beginning in verse 5 of Philippians 2, when he says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It is sure that our Lord knew how to engage others, or to engage the very doctors of the law over points of doctrine, even at the tender age of 12. Not only that he never feared encounters with the Pharisees or the Sadducees, the religious elite of his day, he never feared discussing doctrine with them. 
And Jesus could also sit down one-on-one with individuals who were sincere like Nicodemus and like the woman at the well. But he would discuss with them spiritual matters. But oftentimes what Jesus found that people needed the most, at least initially, when he first met them, when he first came in contact with them, was nothing more than a word of encouragement or a word or a listening ear, right? He would even extend an arm of affection and a helping or healing hand. You know, we would do well as Christians to study how our Lord had interacted with other people, of how he dealt with people since people were with burdens. People was his business. Day after day after day, he's engaging with people. And you'll notice that as you study the gospel records, I have known some brethren, perhaps you have as well, who overlooked those things. Who, if they were not making their religious neighbors or even their own brethren angry about some particular point or even doctrine, they didn't think that they were doing right. I mean, every day looked for such encounters. Now, I understand that we do not shy away from doctrinal discourses and doctrinal discussions, but it could be that the sincere seeker is desiring something else, at least initially, when they come to religious people and they seek some answers. I'm reminded of the story of a man who loved books. Oh, he just loved books. And he entered a used bookstore one day and he saw a book that was entitled how to hug. How to hug. He, rather, he got rather excited. I mean excited. Because here was a man who said in his own mind that he would love to have more hugs. He would like to be more loving and lovable to those around him. And so he took the book off the shelf, excited about learning how to hug, only to find that it was just part of an encyclopedia set. Wow. And in that particular book, it began with the word how, and it went all the way to the word hug. I wonder sometimes if people were sincere and they're looking for something and they came to religious folks and they hear a whole lot of what we might call theology, a whole lot of doctrine. But what they really would like is maybe just a hug. I know in times like this, we can't do that, or we shouldn't, but sometimes that's just what we need. Somebody just to show some concern and care for them, and I'm not downplaying doctrine at all. I understand the principles. I understand the importance of biblical teaching, but I'm also talking about imitating our Lord the way he behaved toward others. He really did care. He did. In honor, preferring one another is what the text teaches us in Romans 12 and verse 10. But did you notice these words before that? Where the first part reads like this, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. 
That's familiar, isn't it? He says, I want you to learn this concept of family. And if you learn this concept of family, understand this. You can be like that in the church. You see, this love, family, love is resilient. It never does wear out. Consider your family. Even though some members of the family are found to make mistakes, you don't give up on them, do you? No. Even though sometimes you can find some family members annoying, you still get with them for Thanksgiving, right? Even though change sometimes is slow and you might even wonder, when would it ever see changes in the life of this person that I love? But you you still don't give up, do you? No. And even though some see that family members are as being no good, you do, and you have a lot of confidence in that person to overcome the past, to do better in the future. Familial love. That's what you should expect in the church. Yes, we are God's family. That's right. God's family. We don't always see it. But still, I'm reminded of such passages as 1 Peter 3 and verse 8, where the apostle Paul or Peter had said, love as brethren. It was Hebrews 13.1 where the, the, the writer of Hebrews says, let brotherly love continue. That's interesting, isn't it? And yet sometimes in the church, a person gets mad at somebody else. And not realizing that there is to be a familial love in the church atmosphere. And so that person backs away and says, I won't speak to that person ever again. I'll avoid that person entirely. We might want to be careful what we're saying. You see, he can sit here and I'll sit over there. That would be like what one person said, that they did something that we didn't like, and so we packed up our bags and left. You know, it's just like the kids on the playground that when they finally get mad at each other, that one boy takes the ball and goes home. Now nobody can play. Are we to do that? No. Well, that person needs what we're studying this morning. Maybe all of us do right? In honor, preferring one another. Make sure you understand this about the passage. It's not putting yourself down. That's not what the passage is teaching. As a matter of fact, it does not even mean that you look at every member as being wiser or more talented than yourself. But what it does mean is this, that in humility, In humility, you treat others as important as yourself. That's tough, isn't it? It's tough to look at somebody else and say, Lord, I'm going to make sure that I treat him better than I treat even myself. In humility, treating others as more important than yourself. How is that to be demonstrated? 
Well, it's demonstrated by being interested in them. It's demonstrated by letting others go first. It's demonstrated by recognizing our own faults while we downplay the faults of others. It's demonstrated by downplaying our own abilities, but yet fully recognizing the abilities of the other person. If somebody else is honored and I've been doing the same thing as that other person, and yet I get no honor if I have this kind of love that we're talking about this day. That's all right. It doesn't really matter. Because we're following the teaching of the Apostle Paul in Romans 12 and verse 10. In honor, preferring one another. And we're mindful of our Lord in Philippians 2, 6. When he said that the mind of Christ, who being in a form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It was not something to which he had to cling. He didn't have to hold on to that. He could leave glory, the glory of heaven, and come to this earth to live among us as a pauper. It's all right with Jesus in honor, preferring his brethren. You see, instead of fixing our eyes on where we excel, we're to fix our eyes on where our neighbor excels. That's Romans 12, 10. That's Philippians 2, verse 3. What an amazing attitude it would have been if we thought about that Pharisee in Luke 18. That if instead of talking about his own righteousness... And looking down, looking down his nose on that publican, if he could have humbled himself and said, you know, I wish I could have more of that man's humility, I would be a better person. I wish I'd be more like him. No doubt that publican, when he saw the Pharisee, he might say, I wish I could be a a good man like him. Looking on the finer points of others and being mindful of them in honor, preferring one another. Well, when is Romans 12.10 practice? When Romans 12.10, you'll see it. Because first of all, we notice here that the Christian will assume the best about another's intentions. And that's clear in 1 Corinthians 13, isn't it? The chapter of love, right? Where love beareth and believeth and hopeth and endureth all things. Love is not naive. It's not blind at all. But love believes the very best about another. And when we have this kind of love we're talking about today, we will be quick to look for the good in others and be willing to praise them for that good. You remember Proverbs 27 too, when he says, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. We're not to go around praising self, right? But it's very important that we praise others. And so when you see somebody who's doing something that might be worthy of just a a little bit of praise, give them a whole lot. 
Give them a whole lot. In honor, preferring my brother means you take time to check out all the facts before you make a judgment in a situation. It is a refusal to sarcastically belittle another. It is a refusal to gossip about somebody else. It is a concern about the feelings of another, even though that very one has hurt your feelings. Therefore, these passages help us not to retaliate. Because when somebody has hurt our feelings, I've got to hurt his feelings. That's how we think. How can I, how can I get that person back? No. No. Don't even be thinking that. But you see, this person who is filled with this love that we're talking about this morning stops and, and, and says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That really did hurt my feelings, but I can't say what I'm thinking because that would really hurt his feelings. That's tough, isn't it? We've been there. We've been there. But you see how noble this is? See how difficult this can be? You can only learn this from Christ Jesus. This person sees the value of another. He sees the beauty and the wonder that God has placed in somebody else. That, that's why James would write that we would do some strange things. We bless God, but then we curse men. But they're made after what? the similitude of God, aren't they? Therefore, how can I do that? I won't do that if I understand Romans 12.10 in honor preferring one another. I won't do that if I understand Philippians 2.3 esteeming one another, right? Let's notice something else here in Romans 12, the next verse, verse 11. Not slothful in business not slothful in business, filled with zeal and enthusiasm. I'm not lazy in my relationships. That's what Paul is telling us. He says, don't be slothful in business. Don't be lacking in zeal. And the person who has this sincere love maintains his or her enthusiasm for somebody else. What is he saying? Love doesn't burn out. Love doesn't give up. Love doesn't get lazy. But another version reads this way. Give preference to one another in honor. What does that mean? It means taking the lead in love. You know, in Philippians 2 and verse 3, that word esteem is an interesting word. Let each esteem others better than themselves or regard others better than themselves. Hegiamai, to lead, to carry, to bring. It means that we are to take the lead in love. Now, if we can understand that concept, and that is to be emphasized in both Romans 12, 10 and Philippians 2, 3, that solves a lot of pettiness, doesn't it? It'll solve a lot of pettiness. If I'm out here taking the lead in love, petty issues regarding my feelings won't be dominating me all the time. You see, you don't wait for somebody to come and love you. 
You go looking for somebody to love. Isn't that Romans 5, 8? God committed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's right. God didn't sit back and wait for someone to love him. He went and found someone to love. And that's his nature. And so we can take the lead in love. But how often have we heard it said by many, and maybe we've made this statement before, well, nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. Nobody was kind to me. Nobody even spoke to me. We need to learn Romans 12.10 and Philippians 2.3. You see, when you learn those passages, you're not at all concerned about who speaks, when they speak, who doesn't speak, and is it to whom can I speak? It is to whom can I love? It is to whom can I serve? That's the mindset we should have. Now, we really don't appreciate those who get preferential treatment, and we understand why. But somebody who's always pushy, somebody who's always thinking that they should go first, even though we understand that, we ought to be very, very liberal in giving preferential treatment to those around us. That's what these passages are teaching. Let somebody else go first in honor, preferring my brother. Let each esteem other better than themselves. You see, how, how do we get over pride and haughtiness, pettiness and hatefulness? Consider others better than ourselves. That truly is a blessing when you really think about it. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11, as we'll notice, verses 24 and, and 25. 24 and 25. Now I want you to listen to this particular passage in the, in the book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs. And when you read it, you may not really understand it exactly when you read the King James translation of it. But let's together figure it out because it's a beautiful, beautiful passage. In Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, there is that scattereth and yet increaseth and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. You put that in modern day English, and here's what it says. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped even more. Isn't that wonderful? You see, when you go back to Romans 12 and verse 10, the text this morning that says, in honor preferring my brother, that text begins with this statement in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, when he says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind in order to prove by you what is that good and pleasing and perfect will of God. 
When I read about that living sacrifice, I learn this, that when I was baptized into Christ, my agenda died. Did you know that? My agenda died. Yours did too. I now belong to another. I have to see things from this vantage point now. And now because of this position that I now have in Christ. The question is, who can I love? Who can I serve? Who can I help? For in honor, we prefer one another. For we esteem others better than ourselves. From where do we learn that? We learn that from the Lord Jesus the Christ. Who in the very text of Philippians 2 left heaven and came to earth and dwelt among men? And because he looked to us in need of help, he was willing to lay aside his rights, his privileges, preferring you and me. Now, whenever we study Jesus and we see what he has done for us, we then learn this, that whenever we are found in him, that means that we can just turn around and behave like him towards somebody else. Oh, it's not easy to put it into practice, but we can do it. We can do it. We can follow our Lord. So if you're here this morning, maybe you're watching online and you're not a Christian, I want you to encourage to become a child of God by obedience to the very gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. He died on that cross and shed his blood. And that blood also purchased the church, which we can be a part of, by our faith and believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, by our making a 180-degree change in our lives called repentance, to make that good confession of the sweet name of Jesus and then be baptized in that watery grave for the remission of our sins. You might be watching online. We hope that you'll let us know, contact us some, some way, so that we can help you along that means. But you might be even a child of God and you've wandered away and you have not been doing and living. Maybe maybe you haven't been preferring one another over yourself, whatever it might be. Maybe you just need the prayers of the church, but we'll hope and pray that you'll contact us and let it be known even this morning.